You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this episode of Solon Radio is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Do you ever feel like you just need to whip shade some black or pull a line with a coil machine? I did, and so I ordered a new coil machine by Union Machines from Kingpin Tattoo Supply. You can get both coil or rotary machines from Kingpin by world-class builders like Donnie Irish, Dave Hill, Franco Viscovi, and Handmade Rotaries. Whether you need a coil or a rotary machine, Kingpin has what you need. Order your next machine at Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Make an order today at kingpintattoosupply.com or call them at 888-299-5675. Make sure to mention the podcast and you get a free sample of Kingpin slot lock needles with your next order to try with that new machine. The show is also brought to you by Inky's Tattoo Products. Use the promo code Sullen Radio with your next order of Inky's and get a free sample pack of products. Is your skin sensitive to healing ointments? Inkies offers a healing cream that is specifically formulated with vitamins A, C, and E, and extracts like sunflower, cucumber, green tea, and more. Get your Inkies healing cream today at Inkies.com. Remember to use the promo code Sullen Radio to get a free sample pack of products with your next order. Numb, heal, protect with Inkies. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Sullen Radio. I'm Joe Swanson. This week I got to finally get my talk in with artist Remus. Man, it was awesome. He's over in uh, Dublin, Ireland. He was hanging out in a pub, drinking Guinness. His internet was down at his shop, so he had to uh, find the next best thing, which is talk to me for this episode over the Wi-Fi at a little local pub, eating scallops and drinking Guinness. So it was amazing to talk with him. You know, sometimes that stuff can be interfering um, with uh, the call, you know, their background noise and shit like that. And, but it was great. It was wonderful talk. Uh, I think it added some depth to the conversation, his environment. And, it was, and uh, it was a fun talk. We had a great time talking about art and life and his uh, passion for kiteboarding and his upcoming trip to Brazil to do that for about 30 days till the end of the new year and what he has coming up. You know, we also got to talk about a new direction that he's going to be taking in his tattooing. And that came from uh, taking a client's advice on what they wanted in their tattoo literal and applying that to his piece. And it, and it ended up resulting in a really, really powerful looking piece. And um, it's exciting to see when an artist at the level that Remus is finds those new little inspirations and is able to put it into his uh, upcoming tattoos and, and it comes across really, really powerful. And so it was fun to talk about that as well. And, um, you know, I think the collaboration between the artist and the client is so important as an artist. I try to pick up possibly on the sense or the feeling that the, uh, that the client wants to portray in that tattoo. And if I can provoke that, uh, emotion or feeling in that tattoo, I think I've done a a great job in whatever style I'm representing it. So I had a great time talking with Remus. I think he's a wonderful artist. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is Sullen Radio Weekly, and this is my talk with tattoo artist Remus. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Southern Radio. I'm Joe Swanson. Um, I'd like to welcome my guest today, Remus. How you doing, man? You're hanging out in a pub. 
Hello guys. Uh, yeah, we're doing good. We just after work came for dinner here in this local Journey Foxes pub. It's quite cool. Very nice. What kind of stuff you? Uh, what are you going to be eating tonight, man? Oh, just ordered scallops, soup, and Guinness, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. That's a standard. Yeah, Guinness is pretty standard here in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you grow up over there? No. Growing last 10 years here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm getting old here and not growing up. <laughs> yeah, where did you uh where did you grow where did you grow up? Uh back in Lithuania. Back in Lithuania. It's uh my place. Is where does that is that where you learned to tattoo or how did you end up uh yeah. getting to tattoo? Oh that's a long old story. Uh <laughs> But we probably can make short. Yeah, of course, was drawing, was drawing, and uh, somehow got interesting in tattoos. I know one of my friends was tattooing at that time, and I saw that, you know, and it looked pretty interesting and exciting. So I got tattooed by him, and uh, yeah, I asked how it's working, and uh, he showed me a couple ways how to make my own machine and <laughs> he's kind of he was pretty open with it yeah 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 he wasn't one of those oh, it's a secret you know it was a secret no he was just you know he was playing with that thing you know he wasn't like real tattoo artist he was just mm. playing like i want to play with that you know yeah and uh yeah he showed me just give me an idea how to make the machine and that's what i did N next week you know i just make my own machine and found my own friends to work on you know <laughs> do you remember how scared you were during your first tattoo experience or, or? uh yeah it was pretty scary yeah, yeah it was pretty scary i made my own friend to sign some paper you know it's like <laughs> oh it's not making me do you know <laughs> that's awesome i want this by myself you know, so it's all right you know? I, I was already uh caring about that you know the safety thing you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you kind of had an understanding that what you were doing was permanent was serious, and yeah. serious. Yeah. Yeah. When did, having that idea from the beginning, when did you feel like after you started tattooing, did you continue to kind of just tattoo your friends? When did it become a, a thing that you wanted to do as a, as a life goal? It's probably about a year and a half later, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Following summer or something there, year and a half later, I guess I yeah, was, uh, was, uh, yeah, going to this big city there and uh, saw a tattoo studio on the side of the road, and just went inside to ask what the story about, or you know, what is about how to become tattoo artist. Uh -huh. And I thought maybe I need to finish, you know, this like medicine school or or art school. I knew nothing about it, so you know. I just went to ask, and they say, no, it's no schools like that, and the only way is to learn to become somebody's apprentice, and uh, and yeah, just do that, you know, in the shop. I go, right, so how it works. Uh, so they asked me to bring some drawings and stuff. I, I brought the drawings next week, and they liked my drawings enough, and they offered me the position there as an apprentice for first year or whatever. With the... Um, agreement if i gonna do the professional work i'm gonna stay in the shop to work you know it's like mm. old school kind of rules you know yeah <laughs> so i agree on that and um and it, it did uh, first year there kind of practicing training a little bit and uh 
a year later, yeah, I started doing the official kind of work on the on the customers there, and stuck there for I think in total three four years, yeah, and moved on later on. When, were that that whole first year and a half where you're using your homemade equipment? No, 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 no. I got it there in the shop. They they gave me some old rotary machine there. I remember. Yeah, no, no. This the 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 homemade machine. It was like maybe for four small tattoos on the fronts, mm. you know, something like that. Very, very minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you started realizing that I need I need better equipment. <laughs> yeah, no, I realized yeah, it's maybe some kind of job, you know, to do that, you know, and it's maybe possible to make money in that, you know, because where I lived, we have no magazines, no, no fancy stuff, you know. Mm. It was pretty much, you know, only like. Uh, few channels on the TV, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the newspapers, you know. So I wasn't, like, I wasn't informed anyhow, you know, about the tattoo industry. You know, so. Right. It's got to be incredible for you to be immersed in it now, thinking back on those er- that early time tattooing and learning and not having um, any experience with, like you said, magazines or the... the the community part of it and then now being thrust into that in magazines and featured and traveling around the world as a tattooer it's got to be exciting and and fun to be retrospective in in a sense yes yeah, that is it definitely is it's it's sometimes unbelievable you know and where it brought me that little kind of trying the the just this little, I did this experiment on, you know, maybe it's a profession there like that. And I, like, I didn't know about it, like I said, you know. So, and just because I tried something like this, it brought me there where I am. So it's like super, super exciting, you know, and it's kind of, I think that's what uh, does the, the trying gives you, you know. Absolutely. If you sit at home and you try nothing about it, so there, there you're going to end up probably sitting you know (laughs) you're right and the trying is is that first step it's you know if you're curious about something you have to make that move that's the trying but yeah that's what exactly probably was like i said that's one step out of the bus for me you know that was my turn you know life turn you know so It, it takes the work afterwards though and i think that's a lot of times why people are scared to try is because they know the work that's involved after you try, you know, and um, you've obviously put in the work to develop your skill as an artist and as a, a, you know, application towards the tattooing. Your work is beautiful, man. I was just, ge- I was geeking out on it just before we got on this call. And I, I love all the stuff that you're doing um, right now. One in particular, and it's a little bit, you even said it yourself, it's a little bit different for you is yeah um, the, the recent sleeve yeah <laughs> yes the recent sleeve man it's killer i love it it's so such a bold move man to to do all that real light um i think it, underwater themed stuff and then all this this beautiful those beautiful yellow you know uh sections that go through it but yeah everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the background 
is yeah, it's pretty extreme move was you know to to do that you know that amount of black and yes. solid background without adding any details in it uh-huh. it's like you know it's totally different from normally what they do i always stuck with working you know over detail it you know uh-huh. <laughs> and then this was just kind of yeah really fun so. does that background change it looks almost in the picture like the background changes to a dark dark blue yeah. or yeah it goes from the black and if it goes to this like very dark blue, you know, thing, so it's very hard even to see the the, the change. But lower part, yeah, it goes like it's it's solid, solid blue, you know. Yeah. But but it's very dark. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite cool. It's very beautiful, man. It's it's one of yeah. those, you know. And then in con- in stark contrast to a piece like the elephant piece that you just posted as well, which is very pastelly, but um so wonderful i mean yeah. it has such a dynamic look to it as well it's beautiful how much do yeah. you, how much do you like mixing up your style i don't know probably a lot because actually <laughs> recently <laughs> i started doing you know every day totally something different kind mm-hmm. of i mean not every day totally different but you know in the in the in the times when i have chance to really you know, work out on the design without any interruption of the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I go like totally crazy on like, you know, like you see uh, on the elephant or on that sleeve, you know, it's not not realistic anymore. And it's cool, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still like doing realistic a lot, you know, and uh, I will do that. But uh, it definitely makes up a bit more of this, you know, whatever unusual stuff you know for me (laughs) did the client ask for what was the client's request on that sleeve on the sleeve oh i want flowers birds and uh some dark background so that's what we did more or less you know but uh uh, that was pretty kind of simplified normally i will push that you know to this okay okay well let's go this way let's go this way let's make this you know background some stuff in the background you know busy 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 you know (laughs) but on this one actually i left that idea you know more or less just just the way she told you know like i want this no background dark yeah. All right. That's it. You get a dark background. That's it. We put nothing in that. You know, like it seems, sounds cool. You know, seems empowering. She didn't know what exactly she wants, but yeah. that sounds for me a very clear idea, and I actually use that as an idea. You know, <laughs> so it's amazing when you catch on to those little, those little sayings, or just the the spirit of what that client is saying uh, about what they want, or you take something literal and you apply it to the piece. And it makes it that much more powerful. You know, I don't think that piece would have the the depth it has if it had some stuff in the background. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, yes. And that's that's why I actually uh, use this one totally to separate the, the, everything what is in front because it's uh, – somehow important for her the flower and this this particular bird there and you know i go okay let's make them very important (laughs) right right it does it's you know it's something that's almost likens back to the japanese stuff traditional japanese work where the foreground element in a lot of style in in some particular japanese styles the foreground element is itself the piece that is what they want your eye to fall on and that background is yeah. just 
dark. Just the filler. <laughs> just the filler. And how powerful that looks. I mean, if you look back on some of those um, Japanese bodysuits, you can see, I mean, there's there's some that have real defined wind bars and, and water bars and those things, but there's some that are just super black, just in huge sections of them. And for me, that looks, uh, it looks killer. It's so dope looking. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So um, how does that, when you come across a, an idea like that, which is, Hey, let me just simplify this to, you know, make these foreground images pop. Does that influence, how, how does that influence your further work? I mean, does it, is it an idea that you'll try to implement more? Or is yeah, it a... yeah, definitely looking forward for uh, something to do with this, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, just this simple, simple, deep, deep background. Actually, I feel like, you know, it's coming soon again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like it. It's it's cool, man. I really think that in this age where everything's become, and you know this because you're at the highest level in the world tattooing at, in this style of hyper-realistic um, detail, color work, and um, even black and gray. I mean, looking at your black and gray work, it's killer, and, and it's got so much, so much wonderful detail and, and flair to it. Um, but it seems like people are mixing in more styles and, and more trying to create works of art that is a, a remis piece, you know, that. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, that's, of course, it's very good thing to do now because the realistic, the realistic point to think it's like this now it's so many people can do realistic. Right. So it, it loses the uniqueness in, uh, uh, now, kind of. So you start going some another direction, you know, to create something new. <laughs> it's right. uh, Megan... it's always that's that's what it gives gives keeps you moving, you know. Some right. in some point was cool enough to do the tribals, you know, like it was really cool enough to do it. So then it was cool enough to do some something else or whatever. Right. Don't remember, you know, some. And now then was realistic. Now it's gonna be something else, you know, and then will be something else again. Yeah, and we will keep moving till we're learning something new, and uh, and this this is good, you know. I think <laughs> it, it's exciting for you to 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 learn. I mean, it's a, it's it seems like um, the way you talk about it, tattooing and art is it's a constant learning process, and I I think that echoes with what other guests have said, like Orgy Kaladimus from Greece. Um, there that whole. Um, sake tattoo crew is all about you know continuing knowledge and hard work and i think that's a is that a quality that you've had from the beginning yeah uh, pro probably you know if i have enough uh, mostly move out from that shop <laughs> and uh, and uh, to explore mm -hmm. i think uh, that's yeah that that's my drive you know from beginning i guess you know otherwise it will be maybe still working in that shop and doing mm -hmm. the lettering and another simple sure. stuff you know and you're out, and and you're out traveling world having adventures kite surfing doing all sorts of fun shit yeah yeah that's <laughs> what i really not feeling sorry about yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right hey when was the last time you you got to go out kite surfing 
uh, was probably I think three weeks ago or something. Yeah. The September we did one more kite surfing session here in Ireland. Okay. But next Friday, ne- next Friday, whatever is there, it's uh, uh, yeah, we're going to Brazil for another month to kite surf. So. Oh man, that sounds fun. This, so this so now th- I'm freezing here, you know, a little <laughs> bit outside the pub. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. No, everything sounds but, great, but, man. Um, but. But, 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 yeah, next week, it's all good. It's nice and hot. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, uh, that's kind of the season. Is that the season down in Brazil? And where uh, in Brazil are you going? Yeah, more or less, it's like a season thing there. You know, it's all, all winter, mm-hmm. our European winter. Lots of people go there and does the kite surfing because it's a better wind there in that time. And sure. it's, it's just like because it's winter here, people like going away in the winter, of course, you know. And um, yeah, m- lots of my friends is uh, they they have their own houses there and stuff, and uh, it's a big community. And so we go there at the same time, so it's just more fun, you know. How did you get uh, How did you get started kite surfing, man? Because that's you know it's something we spoke about a few years back um, at Ink and Iron when when I first met you, and um, you know it's it's exciting to me. I was even checking it out more more out about it. Um, I've surfed and um, love it. How did you get? How did you get started doing that? Uh, one of my friends, yeah, he he, he pushed me in that. He, he was like, <laughs> "Hey, this thing is cool. We must try." And I was a little bit resisting in the beginning because I thought, "Nah, come on, it's just a new thing. It doesn't mean we have to do it, you know, right, because right. it's cool." <laughs> <You know? laughs> but then, then actually, yeah, I tried, and I go like, "Actually, yeah, this shit is really cool," you know. So <laughs> wow. And yes, as soon as you start, you know, going easy on that, you know, in the beginning, of course, it's hard, you know, to learn. And so it's like you have to really punish yourself, you know, to to before you start enjoying. Right. What but What's the worst? Super, sorry. What's the worst part? Like when you're learning, what's the hardest part to learn of it? Altogether, you know, just because you have to connect so many points, you know, and, you know, and it's like a stress, it's a scary, the, the, the power of the kite in the big wind, it's so, it's like, like a truck connected with this, like, super drunk driver, you know, to you or something <laughs> like that, and you never know which way it will go, you know, so it just pulls you anyway, you know, and uh, when you don't know the control, it just, yeah, it's quite scary, <laughs> you start flying, you know, and you go, oh, shit, man, I'm gonna die, you know? <laughs> now, there's, you, you seem like you're tied into a pretty family-oriented, like, um, group of individuals that, that all do the same thing, they all kite surf, they're all mindful about it, I was doing a little bit of reading on it, it is banned in some places, do you find that that's been a challenge to kind of um, deal with some of that stuff, or is it? No, no, not here, not around me, no. but I heard, yeah, some countries, they, they, they ban a lot of beaches for that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's pretty dangerous, and especially when it's, like, if it's people swimming, swimming, you know, in the same area where you kite surf, that's a bad mix, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's somebody gets hurt, you know, but... That's why you know, like Brazil, that area, it's it's perfect. It's like it's no it's no tourists except the kite surfers, you know. Oh, so wow. everybody in what in, in the in the water, 
in that town where we are, you know, just kitesurfs. You know, Oops. it's no, 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 no bikinis there. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> lying down in the water, and uh, you know, it's 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 all good. You know, there. So they all know more or less what they do, and of course, it's always somebody learning, and you know, <laughs> it gets in the way and it's dangerous a bit, but. Well, that's the same. Yeah, that's the same way with surfing. I mean, you have people out in the lineup when you're surfing. I mean, I remember being out in the lineup in Santa Cruz at Pleasure Point, learning on a longboard and not knowing that I'm dropping in on somebody or not knowing that I'm getting in the way of them. Um, Exactly, exactly. And it's sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you keep speaking. I just go a bit, a little bit louder. Yeah, it's trial, trial by error, man. You know, you get out there and. Oh man, I remember my I took my dad surfing one time in his life and I mean this is a dude from, you know, mi- middle of Minnesota farm town and we're out surfing in Santa Cruz. Man, he got yelled at so much by some local out at Pleasure Point. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> but it, he, we had fun, man. We were just splashing around having a good time um in Santa Cruz surfing, man. I can imagine that uh, uh kite surfing is like surfing on steroids you know yeah it, it's um it's surfing is pretty scary too you know when you when you go mm-hmm. to those big waves i tried a few times yeah it is it is when it's like when it, the wave catch you and it drops on you it's it's pretty scary too so it's a, yeah. it can be all over the place if you don't know what to do like me yeah. on the on the surf but uh, actually on the kite surf you know i catching the waves too now and uh, because I, I, I start doing more and more uh, the, the, the surf, you know, kite surf with the surfboard, you know, so, yes. so I catching the waves and what I like about it, I don't have to pedal, you know, <laughs> up to the wave when they, when they lose it, I catch another one, you know, it's <laughs> so cool. That's, that's a good point, you know, on the kite surf. When did you start that progression with actually getting uh, onto waves? Ba- yeah, back in Brazil, I think three years ago. Oh, so you've been you've been actually utilizing the the waves with the kite surfing for for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Now about three years. I'm yeah doing trying. You know, it's That's it's. Awesome. I'm not not in professional levels anyway. You know, there. But you know, it's just uh, enough for me to enjoy levels. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you go down to you're going down to Brazil, um, and you're going to be kite surfing down there for like a month. What's do you drop into the in, into a city and and are you out there first day? What's uh, are you? Oh yeah, yeah. You must be first chomping day, I at think, the bit. I think we're landing uh, whatever like Saturday morning or Friday evening. Uh, Friday evening, so Saturday mm-hmm. morning is a kite surfing day. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's the no, no waiting there? You know, I just go. Yeah. What's your setup? I don't know anything about kite surfing, so uh, I'm not... yeah, I have like I have two two kites. I take to Brazil. It's enough. Mm-hmm. It's like seven meters and nine meter. Then this uh, kiteboard and surfboard and yeah then in brazil you don't need the clothing you know it's just shorts yeah <laughs> the shorts and the and the harness and you're ready to go you know <laughs> yeah you get your sullen board shorts on and the harness and you're on it huh oh yeah 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 yeah. that's what i'm bringing this year you know i have it <laughs> <laughs> that's great man it sounds sounds amazing so you'll be down there for 30 days and then do you come back uh to ireland for the new year yeah, yeah, that's what we do, just for coming back for New Year and then, yeah, staying here for whatever, you know, and uh, then after New Year, start doing conventions again, you know. What's the, do you have a, do you have your 2016 schedule kind of already I planned? don't have the schedule fully on in calendar yet, but I know yeah. it's, uh, I know the first one will be in Zwickau, the Randy's, 
the oh in Germany. Thing. Germany, yeah, it's it's the one I think it will do in as a first convention for mm-hmm. next year. But then I have few plans next year. Maybe uh, maybe I will make one convention in Australia. Maybe a couple in states again. But uh, yeah, it's not on calendar yet. Hey everybody, have you ordered your Tattoo Time box set from Kingpin Tattoo Supply yet? If you haven't, then go find it on somebody's shelf in a tattoo shop somewhere and look at the Art from the Heart issue. And what you'll find is what I found this last week. And that's a small section in the middle about artist Thomas Woodruff. I really like his stuff. It was inspiring and amazing to see this um, piece that he did for the book that uh, had to do with the heart. It was a series of paintings that were just absolutely wonderful. And I skipped over it because that book has so many other good things in it. Interviews by other notable artists and uh, amazing articles. And so I've always skipped over the Thomas Woodruff piece. And I surprised myself and lingered on it this week and found that it was an amazing Uh, an inspirational little part of that book. So I encourage you to go pick up this book from Kingpin Tattoo Supply. You can get it at kingpintattoosupply.com or you can give them a call to order the Tattoo Time box set at 1-888-299-5675. Please let them know you heard about them on the podcast. Thanks, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show. Here's the rest of my talk with Remus. What's your favorite part about that heavy travel schedule? You seem like you have an adventurer spirit, man. It's it, it seems like it just kind of continues to um, you're seeking that seeking that adventure, and it's awesome. What's your favorite part about traveling around the world? Meeting different people, meeting my old people, you know, my, my old friends. Have, mm-hmm. It's uh, the guys we, we travel all around, and uh, that's a cool part, you know, see how they're doing again, and uh, go dinner, you know, go drink together, whatever, just yeah. have chats, and uh, it's it's a cool, you know, it's just, and see another stuff, uh, you always see at the convention, you know, some, some new artists there making some cool stuff, and giving you some extra ideas for what you want to do when you come back, you know, or, or just right. extra kick and you know, kick in the ass like, oh, shit, I have to move on. Otherwise, it will stay behind, you know. Uh, it's it's just the bus, you know, you need, I need to have. Otherwise, and I, I, I getting slower and slower if I stay too long in Ireland. You know? Right. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, with the connectivity we have with the Internet and the ability to reach out to people, see what's going on kind of globally on a on a on a tattoo level, um, still getting out and getting to new places and having those experiences, you know, can, can trump it. I mean, it's it's so nice to be out. I think I remember, you know, in the late 90s doing a guest spot at Erno's in San Francisco and. Um, I mean, I'd spent a little time in San Francisco, but never for like a couple weeks. I was, I stayed in the tattoo shop for, um, that time. And, you know, I remember walking up one of the best, one of the funnest things that I like to do when I'm in a new place is find new food, man. And I know there was this little sausage place that was, that's, that's exactly what I like about too, you know? Yeah. Finding that, finding that good new little hole in the wall place to eat is, is great, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I, I couldn't become vegetarian, you know, because I like trying food too much, you know, it's a different country has their own things, you know, and uh, and and 
my thing is to try the local food and to try the local beer, you know, to mark on the on the map. Yeah. I've been there, you know. If I don't try one of those, you know, it doesn't count. You know, I have to come back. What do you like? What's <laughs> a what's been one of your favorites recently? The food. Yeah, food or food, beer. Food places. <laughs> yeah, or beer, man. Either way, I know or your beer, standard. Uh, I know it's Guinness I, as like, a standard, I feel, but you know, like. In Europe, we have this opinion about uh, American food as a terrible food somehow, you know. <laughs> but I totally not agree with that. I, I actually get the best sushis in there, best steaks in there. And the beer, choice of beer is so, like, you have this, like, whatever those pubs there, like, when yeah. they have, like, yeah. 250 different kind of beers, and you have many of those pubs there, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> or you go some another place where they have this, they own beer, the local beer, whatever, it's, it's so much of choice there, and options, I like about that, you know, a mm -hmm. lot. You know? It's great, I mean, I think that's... It's good for beer drinkers because that industry has has boomed. You know all the home brew stuff and real small microbrewery stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. You know any kind of beer you can imagine, you can get these days. So, do you have a favorite kind of food? I'm like I said, I like hard to say. You know, I like I like a lot of different things. I like sushi, so I like seafood, but then yeah. I like steaks too and uh, I like good quality food, doesn't matter what is there, you know, if right. it's like well done can be scallops, you know. Or <laughs> I can love be scallops. That's what I'm actually getting now. Oh, you know, man. they're getting cold probably on the table now. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> um what's your what do you what are you waiting to get when you go down to Brazil? You're gonna you're gonna wake up in the morning, have some food, you're gonna go out and kite surf Come back in yeah, for lunch the, or the dinner. Probably Saturday morning will be the the, the 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 market time. You know, we go in the okay. market. It's like it's some local market where you get this like fresh tuna, fresh anything you want from for a very good price compared with European prices. So probably the Saturday will be the tuna evening. You know, so we go in the morning, buy the tuna, play for a night. I mean, yeah, then we go kite surf lunchtime, whatever. We sometimes don't even eat lunch. You know, it's just we go for a good dinner. You know, we, sure. sometimes we spend all day in the water. You, you even forgot about the lunch. You know, you just we have breakfast, of course. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just in the water all day and go long, back to, to the villa, change it, shower and go dinner. <laughs> that's great. It's great. How long are you out in the water when you go out for a session? Um or is it hours and then you come in, take a little break, go back for out for hours or what do you like uh, to do? Uh, yeah, we, we go kind of like I said, we go for all day. But yeah, you go in, you do sometimes if you like just like you get yourself good there, you go like two hours nonstop. You know, sometimes you do like every hour, little break. Uh, you need to drink some water you know, on a break. So, you know, <laughs> so, so you're not passing out in there. Sure. But you know, you do there and there, you know, just a couple of breaks. That doesn't matter, you know, just the way you feel on the day, you know. Yes, yes, it's um, sounds amazing, man. I, I love it. It was when I when I first heard that you were into that, and it just sparked my curiosity. And I I, I, I love that. Um, you have some, to try it. You have to try it. <laughs> I think I would love it. I think I would really enjoy it. So maybe one of these years, um, I'll have to meet you down in Brazil in December. Do yeah. you, do you take your equipment yeah. down? Do you take your tattoo equipment down there and do any tattoos while you're in uh, Brazil, or is it strictly I, I kind did of vacation? A couple of years, but it's it's too good there, you know, to do nothing. You know, what I mean, with mm -hmm. the work, it's like sure. I take sketchbook, I do some bits of drawing. Even that, it makes a bit, you know, 
it's it's all day actually it's a busy day there you know like sure. you said the morning is a market the day is like water and beach yeah. and the night is a dinner and the dinner because you like we make a dinner like 10 people there you know like chatting you know whatever drinking wine and and it goes like all the way to 11 or 12 and then you sure. just go sleep or watch one movie and go sleep it's like it's yep. just like a working day it's a full-on <laughs> a fun working day right yeah fun fun working day so not not really thinking about the doing on that time no. I, you know at all it's nice to separate it i'm sure give your brain a little bit of a relax from that process and and um spark some fresh inspiration yeah it, it does it does you know and then you know you you're coming back home you just more fresh headed you know and uh mm -hmm. you definitely miss your work again you know mm -hmm. you still working with uh cheyenne oh yeah i still do We're working now with the pen it's mm. a cool little thing there and uh it's a, it makes the life easier yeah. Well, when did you? Um, when comfortable. did you? <laughs> yes. And, and when did you get? Uh, when did you get turned on to Cheyenne pen or that that Cheyenne equipment and and really get into it? Oh, sorry, one second. It's a bit That's loud okay. here. That's okay. He's at a pub, people. This is like uh, feel the energy. He's about to. Yeah, no problem. He's gonna eat some scallops. And I wish I was over there in Dublin, drinking a Guinness and eating some scallops. No, he put me on hold. Well, it's amazing talk we're having with uh, with Remus. I, I'm excited to um, continue it. Hello, and, hello. Yeah, hey, man, we're back. I was just telling yeah. people I'm excited to talk with you. You know, it, it's such a it, it, the first time that we spoke, we had some technical difficulties, and and uh, I'm just so glad that we've been able to reconnect and and get you on the show. We just actually on November fourth. We hit one year that I've been doing selling radio. That's uh, Bob Tyrell's birthday, and I think I say in Negretti's birthday as well. Um, yeah, man, it was cool. So uh, November fourth, we hit a year, and and I'm just excited to to jump back on the phone with you, man, and 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 get this talk. Thank you, thank you for reaching me out because it wasn't that easy for me. Now you see, I was traveling this last month a lot, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and yeah, I have the issues here with the internet. We live here in the mountains, Dublin mountains, so yeah. it's uh, it's a tricky place for for all the uh, connectivity. You know, <laughs> it, it works, and then not. You know, it's uh... <laughs> so. How does that? Um, how do, does that affect your ability to or your process with art? Uh, you know, these days. I mean, it seems like you you'd have to. Um, you know, a lot of references is, is reference from the internet, and, and it's such an easy way to grab grab images and different things that whether you're oh, using them. Uh, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. That that definitely. You know what you're asking there, and it, it does, yeah, for the last couple of days. But uh, lucky, it's uh, it's all continue works, you know. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> sure. I don't have to worry, and hopefully, it's all should uh, should be fixed in next in next couple of days, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But here things go slow sometimes with the fixing things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about talk about the the Cheyenne pen. You know, one of the things, unlike your internet, there it's consistent, and you found that it's that it. I think I remember you saying that it just kind of matches your style. It's comfortable, and it's and and that's what you're trying to create an environment for your clients is a comfortable environment. Um, talk about yeah. that equipment, man, and what you like about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it, it. It's very round. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, definitely. It's like 
it's like a pen, like a ticker marker, you know, but with the sharp ending, you know, it's a, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a cool for, for, for small details to work or even if you work something fast, it's just like you can move your hand around whatever way you want without worry about this like machine, you know, being upside down or something because it's just, it's round, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's cool to get in the, it's easy to get in some corners, you know, it's it's a fast way to work, you know. I really, I think it speed up my work a, a lot, you know. And uh, and uh, of course, it's quiet, like for my environment for 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 customers. Uh, but you know, it's a rotary, so it's they all now quiet, yeah, more or less, more or less, you know. And uh, in our atmosphere there, it's a view to the mountains, mm. nice chill music, and this nice quiet machine so like people feel really relaxed you know and that and they, they're very happy i'm not using coils anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, like sometimes i feel i want to go back just you know for this like kind of different style of work you know because mm-hmm. it gives this specific you know feeling in it the yes. texture i get from them or like or maybe because of that different kind of needles they can use on the coils i could get some different texture on my work but that's actually yeah it's not missing enough you know for me to go back to them you know (laughs) it's just i I enjoy the comfort of the pen and so yeah it's interesting i mean there is something to be said for that wanting to kind of get a different feel just to spark i don't know some creativity or what or feel that vibe in that coil machine i'm in that same place where i've been using um rotaries the the axis rotary and the bishop rotary um, which I love. I, I will continue to use them, but I've, man, I just, I had to order, I ordered a union machine, um, a uh, little liner and uh-huh. I can't wait to get it in my hands and just pull some lines <laughs> with a coil machine. I don't know what that is, but, um, you know, it seems like it's, uh, it's interesting that you say that, you know, it's a tool and that you can use it for different effects. And I would imagine, but it's just not, you don't think that it's, those effects aren't, um, needed it enough for you to go back to it, huh? Uh, yeah, and I actually um, try to do something sometimes with the the pen. It's still possible to go that that way, mm-hmm. just by playing a little bit with the settings, you know. So sure. uh, when I miss this texture, I, I can you know slow down the the pen itself, and and you know because the rotary they can work very slow and right. without you know losing power. So, you know, when the coil is slowing down, it, it hits slow, you know, and it, it mm-hmm. hits softer. And the rotary just still hits the same power. It just pump, 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 just push needle in mm-hmm. and out, you know. So, yeah. so it's still, it's it gives another way to create something, you know, different, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. When did you see your work take a significant change in quality and or um, your ability to be able to translate your artwork in onto the skin in a in a dynamic way. When did you see that that kind of started I, happening for you? I think uh, it's hard to say. It's like you know, this like again when I moved here to Ireland, I worked in this busy walk-in shop and was doing all the small whatever was you know doing whatever it was mm-hmm. needed to do there, and. Uh, I know maybe because I know the who who the the kill you know the the moving moving point where was uh, it was a couple of them and it still is probably I hope you know and still will be you know. but uh, the strong one I did one 
I think I got one seminar in the UK in one of the conventions. I took one seminar there. And uh, next day, actually, I did something totally new. The first good color work, you know, huh. for those days. And I think that was the move for me to 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 the color. And I, 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 I'm not, I don't know even how to call myself a color artist, black and gray artist. I'm, I, I'm probably just total mixed up, mixed up, messed up. No artist. You're an know. artist. <laughs> you're, you're an artist, man. Yeah. And that's. I don't think that we need to, you know, even qualify it. It's just, um, whatever you're creating. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been tattooing less and I've been trying to create. I've been focusing on these podcasts and and almost trying to approach them in an artistic way as well, you know, where the commercials are um, as least intrusive as I, I, I can make them with, with um, you know, as in, and, in, as, and also as inspiring as I can make them. Um, but then the content here that we're talking, the conversation to be um, well thought out and, and a fun conversation. And um, so I've been almost thinking of the same kind of, uh, artistic things with, with this, you know, and it's, I don't Mm. think that, I don't think it changes me as an artist. It's just, I'm, I'm working on a different type of art now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you, you, what you mean. Yeah. You're trying to get maybe different approaches, different questionary, different dialogue. That's definitely art, you know, like, and like, what I like in the States, you guys, like you gifted to this gifted to the speech. Well, you, 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 you guys like uh, I party with the artists there. You know, it's, it's like the way they 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 speak, the way they 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 put their words together. Man, it's a gift. Like uh, I'm bad in that, and it's like for me always hard. And of course, it's not my even language I speak now with. You know, so it's, right, it's, it makes it even harder. And but like like I say, even my own language is is hard enough for me to be that. Uh, Artist in the speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I mean, that is that is something that um, you know. Uh, having done this for the last three years, I'm um, I've become, I hope, a much better interviewer, a much better speaker. I'm uh, I'm trying to not say absolutely after the uh, you know after the guest all the time. I mean, these things I'm thinking about and um, trying to improve so that this piece of work is in, I, I, is inspiring. I tell you, I, I definitely feel the difference on the way we spoke like last year when we spoke and speaking now. Yeah, I think you make it easier this time. You well, know? thank you. I, <laughs> you know, I know that um, sometimes working with Skype and working with the internet and things like that, when you run into those um, issues, those issues, it can be frustrating. It can throw you off your, your game, and I think that. Um, maybe maybe that was the thing for me too. It wasn't easy because you know you're losing the. The connection, you're sure. losing the sentence, you know, and then yeah. you're losing the idea. <laughs> right. Purpose and of it. it is true. And I think that I, I have improved and I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And um, I hope it I hope it shows. And um, but it's it's cool to just consider ourselves artists. You know, I, I've I've struggled with that because a lot of times as tattooers, we want to, you know, I'm a tattooer and that's our identity. And and but truly tattooing is a medium that we create art in just like a painting or just like a a sketch or just like a podcast or whatever you're doing you can you can use those same basic principles of of you know creation and um it's exciting 
it's creativity and that's what i think it's it's a fun all about it, it all kind of jobs is yeah it's lots of different kind of professions and stuff it's uh, it's possible to use that you know i guess and <laughs> and uh i think it's exciting all that stuff have you that's started what we like a jo- our jobs you know <laughs> yeah i do too have you started using um any digital or do you use any kind of digital process in your in your creation of your tattoos I yeah yeah always using the Photoshop stuff and my own photography you know I use mm. you know too a lot and uh, because I, I have pretty deep sorry it's okay <laughs> sorry hey, pretty hey. deep deep hobby hobby uh, is a photography so okay so I know how to process the pictures and you know it, it helps me with the work and I, I prepare a lot of portraits if it's possible if persons are around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer from my, my own photography, you know, so it's amazing, man. That is something that Daniel Roca said that elevated his tattooing as well. And his understanding of, of light and dark and shadow. And, um, that's, that's a totally, yeah, that's a totally strong point for, mm-hmm. for, for stuff we do to understand the lights and the, to understand the shadows and to understand not only photography lights, uh, but tattooing too, you know. Then when you connect all these, sure, it makes it much easier to do nice portraits, you know. Right, and that's what he was saying. Um, and, and we were speaking about was if I have the model right there for this particular piece, I can set that person up, I can set the lights up, and if a shadow is casting too far, and I know that that's going to affect, you know, or fall in a place on the arm or the leg or wherever yeah. on the body, that's not going to be good. I can adjust that light and. Um, create a, a much better piece once these dots are connected, you know. Exactly, and that's why my my, my few favorite portraits I did. Uh, uh, this couple of children there, you should see in my portfolio the black and gray portraits. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's totally you know what the placing, you know the shape you need to get, mm-hmm. you know the light source you need to have for this particular area on the body, you know which light angle would be best mm-hmm. and the depth of the shadow you need you know to make the picture more more contrasty more more especially if you're working on the darker skin you you look even for deeper shadows so I, you you can play with all of these by mm-hmm. using the special you know video or photography lights and um, and that's that's actually yeah helps a lot for that a lot a lot it's it's another way to elevate that work and i think that people at the you know like yourself and and daniel who are tattooing at the highest level these days in their particular style are just like the street shop guy who's looking for a way to set himself apart um so that you know in a in a small town tattooing um so that he can build clientele i think that the the highest level of artists are looking for ways to you know make their work richer and deeper and it's one of those things, you know, self or, or referencing, shooting that reference yourself and, and drawing a lot of this stuff yourself. And it's really cool to see that change. It's something that Megan Jean Morris talked about. Um, and, and you spoke about it earlier, you know, where everybody's kind of gotten to the point. Um, if you want to, you can do high level color realism. And um, she, she said, I'm not trying to be rude, but if you do a great color portrait, but you don't change anything. It's a great study. It w- it's been a great color portrait study, and um, where 
as she's trying to input as much of her own artistic creativity into the piece, which I think is what you're doing as well. Yeah, and that gives extra life to the portrait too. You know, if you you do that, especially when you work with the color portraits, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not what you see there. You know, it has to be more. You know, There's it has re- to be more than you see in the color portrait. And that's yeah, that's understanding of that. I'm still learning, and I I, I want to do. I, I I'm planning to do one one arty arty things there in uh, mm-hmm. next year in the states for one week seminar with mm-hmm. the artist and painters and comics uh, artists you know and the, one of the reasons yeah i want to have this more 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 clue about and more ideas more more creativity about the color work yes yeah it's um are that's are you talking about the um the painting workshop what is it uh, james kern talked about it too and yeah, stefano yeah, goes to yeah, it yeah, that's um Trying, uh, James is actually uh, hooking me on with this, and I hope I will have. They still have some space there, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's with James. We do, you know. It, James actually just been in my place uh, less than a month ago, or a month ago, something like that. What just a cool! Here in, in the same pub, actually, we were sitting dinner. Ah, that's cool, man. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I had him on the podcast a few weeks, a cool couple, a few weeks ago, and it was it was fun to talk to him. I mean, he's taking the painting that he's doing at, to another level. I mean, I think just like working digitally or working with these other tools, photography, um, it's what he said that has changed Nico's work. And I think um, after he spoke about Nico's work being not just replication anymore, but he's he's got that. Um, and it's what was called, uh, what Andrew Loomis in this book I've been reading, How to Draw the Head and Figures, talked about it's the rhythm of the piece uh, of the piece you know um the rhythm of it is something that flows through the piece and it's not just replication anymore it's the artist's interpretation of that yeah that's 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 it that's why you know <laughs> that's why i'm going to the seminar if they still do or if they don't do this year i go next year and mm-hmm. uh just yeah to get more understanding on that you know sites yeah it's it's really cool man and i'm excited to see uh, it's exciting to see the your work continue to change and you to take risks like that sleeve and and be bold with your work um along in addition to creating such high level of of detail and um, mixing those it's fun to see and it's going to be exciting to see what painting and going to those extra uh, you know, getting that extra training and, and reps in with that kind of uh, medium is going to do for your work. So it's exciting, man. For me too, for me too. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I really, like I said, looking forward for next uh, one of those, you know, mm-hmm. bold background things. Yeah. Um, I'm coming soon, coming soon. Definitely after Brazil, if I'm not going to make it the next week, I'm going to make after Brazil. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, Tell people where they can get a hold of you, and I'll let you get to. Uh, I hope you've been sneaking in bites of those scallops, and uh, I'll let you yeah, get to it. I go, I go eat my cold scallops for a little bit. It's <laughs> all right. See if they can warm them up. Damn it! Um, no, no. I, I saw it's only soup on the table so far, so they're waiting till they finish the soup. It's all right, you know. <laughs> wonderful. Well, um, no, uh, yeah. Asking about where I am. It's... Yeah, tell people where they can get a hold of you, where they can check out check out your work, and and um, we'll wrap this the, up. 
the the best thing is probably yeah Instagram Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, I'm still on working on my, my my website page. It's gonna be out in next month or two. I really hope so. It's always can be delayed, but um, it's uh, Remis Tattoo on the Facebook, the same way Remis Tattoo on the Instagram, and the same way Remis Tattoo on the Google. If you put, you get my site. You know the RemisTattoo.com. Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, it's it's all in, under the same name, you know. So just Google it. It will be easiest probably. Well, check it out, everybody. I mean, it's uh, Remis does amazing work. Uh, I have been stoked on this guy since he picked me up on the side of the road in uh, Colorado at the the Paradise (laughs) Artist Retreat. Um, Him and his lady came by and said, hey, do you need a ride? And um, the convention was up the road. I hopped in and and it's been uh, history since. Reconnected with him at Ink and Iron and and we had a great conversation there about kite surfing. And I've just been stoked to talk to this guy and see his work. Um, so check him out, Remus Tattoo. Remus, man, have a great month down in uh, Brazil. Please post some pictures so we can all uh, check that out, what you're having fun doing. And um, I'm excited for uh, 2016 for you, brother. I definitely will post some pictures there, and they will have fun for you too there, you know. <laughs> and uh, thanks for call. Thanks for checking my work. And it was really a pleasure speaking with you. It was great time uh, speaking with you as well. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Remus. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I appreciate everybody listening this week. Please share the show. If you hit that play button, please hit the share button. I appreciate all the uh, support. Thank you very much, all the listeners. Thank you, Curtis Gibson at Black Umbrella Art. Thanks, Don Chuck Harvalho. Man, I love your paintings. You keep grinding them out year after year. Dan Craft, you're a bad motherfucker and a great painter. My boss, man, bound to win. Thanks, man, for everything. I appreciate it. Everyone who shares the show, listens to the show, I appreciate you guys. Everybody over at Sullen. Kingpin Tattoo Supply at Inkies. Thanks, guys, for all the support. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Sullen Radio. You can also check out my barely used blog at SullenRadio.com. Also at SullenRadio.com, you can support the show by donating to Tattoos Care Cancer, picking up a print, or scheduling a tattoo with me. Now, if you're an event, a business, or a brand, and you'd like to hire me to host or speak at an event or help you create some exciting audio content that you can use for social media commercials, creating your own podcast series, or better connecting with your audience, please email joe at sullenradio.com for pricing and availability. I would love to help you guys out if I can. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week and keep hustling.